Peace be to you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's this insistence on peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only after the resurrection, but also before, at the Last Supper, he insists on this idea of peace and giving this peace over to his apostles. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. And then, of course, we have his passion, his death, and the first thing he says to his disciples when he comes back, peace be to you. St. Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, he goes as far to say that this peace is something that all of us have been called to. And ultimately, it's, he, he kind of says that it's, of course, we've been called to this life in Christ, but what, he's, what he's, he's also saying is that the manifestation of this life, or one of the manifestations of this life, must be this peace. Let the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ dwell in your hearts to which you were called in one body. This peace is something that is a fruit of this life of grace in our souls. And it's something that if we're missing, perhaps we're we're missing an integral part. And it's something that maybe we have to change something in our spiritual life. Sometimes we meet somebody and for whatever reason, unfortunate reason, that person is, is, too, is very anxious and we, we can almost feel that anxiety. In, in having that conversation with the person. And other times we have conversations with people and we have that, that, that opposite effect, that this person is so much at peace that just having a conversation and being in their presence, we receive some of that peace. And I think being in the world and being an apostle of evangelizing this this good word of our Lord Jesus Christ, it has to be something that's not only done in action, not something that's only done in word, but it also has to be this thing which you can't put your finger on, but you could feel this peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is peace? If I were to ask you what peace was, what is your idea of peace? You probably would say something about conflict, the opposite, what it's not. We say if a, if a, if a nation is at peace, it means it's not at conflict, it's not at, at war. But it's not a good definition. Peace requires a certain amount of order. 
any, anybody in a, living in a household knows this, if, if a household is at peace, that doesn't mean that the house isn't about to, to fall, isn't falling apart. If a household is at peace, there's an understanding, there's good relationships, there's people sit down together and have that meal. And it's something almost intangible. There's order in that house. There's respect. The parents have their role. The children have their role. And it works together. So there's that order. And peace, and when we talk about peace, we we mean that there is some kind of order that's in place. But when we talk about peace in our soul, again we talk about order. St. Augustine says that our hearts are restless, meaning that there's no order, they're going this way and they're going that way. Our hearts are restless until they rest in God. So until our soul is ordered to God, until we have this order to God and this until we, we find this order, we have this order in our soul, we will have this restlessness, we won't have this peace. And we won't be open, we won't be open to this action of God, we won't be open to this influence of God in our lives. It's interesting because if you if you if you remember in the scripture in the tenth chapter of Saint Matthew Our Lord speaks about peace, and he also says, I have not come to send peace in the world, but I've come to send the sword. Of course, he's talking about this conflict with with sin, this conflict with Satan that all of us have to, we have to fight, and that we we can't just remain passive in the background. But at the same time, and, and, of, and he's also saying that there will be no perfect peace in this world. And that's necessarily because we have this conflict. We're living in this time where we have to, it's, it's a time where we're, we're, we're meant to prove ourselves and hopefully get to that place of peace. But we will not have perfect peace. But that doesn't mean that we can't retain in our souls a certain amount of peace, a certain space of peace, no matter what happens to us in our life. The example that spiritual authors often give, and it's, it's something if you perhaps experienced at some point in your life, when you go to a mountain, it's often the case that this is in Carantul, Carantul is the tallest mountain in Ireland. And often at the base of the mountain, it's beautiful weather, the sun is shining, and once you get halfway up the mountain, the weather completely changes. It's windy, it's rainy, it's, it's, it's a completely different climate. And our soul is, is like that image of the mountain. Even though there's this, this, this storm that's raging on the top, the peak of this mountain, at the base of it, below, has to remain 
at peace. Our soul has to remain at peace. So what are some things that we could do? And what are some things that take away from this peace of soul? One of the biggest things is this over-anxiety and concern for the future. Sometimes we can have anxiety about the past, but it's not often what we're concerned about, what our anxiety is about. The biggest unknown and the biggest thing that we want to try to have control over, which we can't have perfect control over, is the future. It's the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. And yes, we have to plan to a certain extent of, of how the future, of what our plans are going to be the fut- for the future, but not too much. Because we have to accept the reality of our situation here and now, not what it might be or what it could be, but here and now. God is with us in this present moment, and he gives us grace here in this present moment and not for the future. And we can't think too much of what, of what hypotheticals might be. Of In a week's time, in a year's time, I'll be a better person. I'll have this better relationship with Christ. I won't have this sin. I won't have this vice. God wants a relationship with you now. And that includes your weakness, your sinfulness, your flaws, as you are now. That, of course, that means, that doesn't mean we, we can't desire more holiness. We, we have to have this desire for perfection, of course. And that doesn't mean we don't have sorrow for the sins that we've committed. But we have to be okay with as we are right now. And we can't look at ourselves and be afraid to look at who we are and these limitations that we, that we have or might have. And we can't wait for that time where we have absolute perfection because that time will never come. We have to have that trust that God seeks us, seeks our friendship as we are right now. And the future, whatever might come with that, hopefully becomes a, becomes a closer relationship with Christ, but leave that to the future. Another reason why we perhaps don't have this peace or this peace is taken too quickly from our soul is that we don't trust and pray enough with our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we're going through very difficult times or sometimes we're a bit lost, we don't know what's happening with us. And we just need to spend a little bit more time before our Lord Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. That's why he's there. And also this time after we receive communion where he stays with us, he remains in our heart. Why does he come? Why does he remain there? Because he wants 
to give us some of that peace, some of that assurance, and he wants to remain with us and hear those difficult things that we're, that we're going through. And he wants to leave us with his peace. It doesn't change the situation. We still have to go back into the world and face these same crosses. But it leaves us at peace with this assurance that Christ is with us and that he knows what we're going through. And lastly, another thing that we don't do enough is we don't ask for this peace. And it's something that when we really feel like we don't have this peace and we really need that, we have to go to our Lord Jesus Christ and we can kind of demand it. Because it's something that he promised to his apostles and through them to us. My peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, do I give. And it's something that he's promised And because he's promised, we can hold him to that promise. Because part of this peace of soul is the fact that it is simply just a grace. There are things that we could do. There are things that we can change. But part of it is simply just reliant on God giving it to us. So in this time after Easter, let's focus on this idea of peace and this fact that God, that, that God sees it as something so essential for our, our spiritual lives. It's so essential that we have this order because without it, he doesn't have much influence in our, in our life, in our soul. If we constantly have this lack of trust, we constantly have this anxiety, he can never get in. I've never ridden a horse before, but I'm told that a horse knows when the, the horse rider doesn't have trust and is afraid. And they say, that you have to just trust the horse and trust the fact that that horse might not ride like that other horse that you you rode before. And that once you have that trust, and once you kind of let go, then you can begin to properly ride the horse. Again, I've never ridden a horse before, so I don't know. But I think perhaps the spiritual life is something like that. There's a certain amount of We don't know what it's like. We don't know what's going to happen. But we have to have that complete and absolute trust in God. Let go of some of these things that we're holding back on and allow our Lord Jesus Christ to direct our life and be at peace that he knows better than we do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Amen.